0: Welcome to Auto Success, the podcast, where each week we present ideas, tips, and strategies from automotive industry leaders that you can put to use today for your sales success. Now here's your host, Thomas Williams.
1: Welcome back, listeners. Today on Auto Success, the podcast, we're speaking with Bill Whitmire, partner at eLead1. We last spoke with Bill in episode 535, and today we'll be talking about increasing the connection between your dealership and your customers. Thanks for your time today, Bill. It's always a pleasure to speak with you.
2: Thank you, Thomas. Always great to be on.
1: Let's start, as we always like to, with the auto success under the hood question. This is our chance to learn more about Bill, and we have learned quite a bit over his numerous podcasts. But we still want more, Bill. So for today's question, who is one of your personal heroes, either professionally or personally?
2: You know, I've mentioned Tom more prior in the past from uh, from a personal level, so I'll change it up this time. And let's say uh, somebody I would never had an opportunity to meet but sure would have liked to, that'd be uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower. I think, uh, you know, as a hero comes, you know, somebody who made, you know, critical and crucial world impact decisions, uh, was able to manage a lot of huge egos. Uh, from different countries, et cetera, and obviously a very pressure packed time and and did it efficiently and and obviously successfully, so you like Ike exactly
1: as always, Bill, we appreciate you sharing with us now on to today's topic. you've said that sales in the modern marketplace is no longer about persuading but instead connecting with consumers. What is the difference, and why has this changed?
2: Yeah, it's it definitely evolved. I think prior it was a lot about just pure sales, right, and, and, and sales being professional persuasion uh, and persistent and, and product knowledge, uh, comparison highlight features. You know, now consumers are so much further along, um, you know, in the process. Uh, most are really close to a decision on the car and 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 what they 're looking for and now it 's about how to make that happen and how to be comfortable with the experience um, so that they can you know actually spend their money anywhere right I mean consumers can go anywhere and get these commodities, so it really ends up being about why should they spend with you you know what 's unique what 's special you know what 's the separator that 's in a positive way that you can provide uh, in that connection as opposed to persuasion. So, I think there's been a huge evolution between you know certainly in automotive sales, you know that that high I don't want to call it high pressure, but that high persuasion, you know high intensity you know sales process of really having to sell the product and and now consumers have done so much of the selling on them on their own with the with the shopping remotely uh, and being so much further down the funnel.
1: What can dealerships learn from other businesses and fields when it comes to connecting with customers, Bill? What do they do that dealerships historically have not?
2: You know, that's such a great question because uh, our, our business, the automotive retail, is so unique uh, in in the way that it's set up, you know, being that, you know, cost is out there, et cetera. I mean, I could go on the, the different things that probably wouldn't answer the question. But I think Apple obviously is, is a great ex, uh, example of a company that does things differently and how they connect with customers. Now, initially, you would think Apple wouldn't be a good choice, but really, when you start thinking about it, you know, an, an average iPhone, it's a very expensive for the average consumer. Uh, they're definitely not the cheapest, right? You know, an iPhone can run up to a thousand bucks. Um, and then you start thinking about that people buy them every time a new one comes out. That's a pretty big expense. Uh, and I would bet that most people's phone bills for a family, you know, equal a car payment every month. I mean, it's a lot of money. But you know, look, Apple does a great job to connect. You know, you you go look at an Apple store; they're always packed. But I, I beg to tell you to see anybody in there that's actually selling anything. And that's nothing against any you know worker that works at Apple. But I've never been sold anything at an Apple store, and they've never even tried. It. I don't think that they could try to, to sell water to somebody in the desert. That's just not their characteristic. But they seem to sell a lot because of the connection that they have with the consumers. You know, They provide a product that's there, uh, and, and they're continually updating that product and making the consumer feel like it's the latest and the greatest. So I think Apple does a really great job, and there's some things that we could take a look at it as an industry. Now, obviously not as a whole, but there are certainly things as an industry we could look at.
1: Bill, you've recommended a hybrid sales and BDC approach to connect with leads. What do you mean by this, and how does that work?
2: Yeah, I, I think that you know, time that you can add the power of, of heavy lifting uh, and the power of a predictive dialer and technology and, and leverage that with the personal touch um, you know, on the hand raisers inside the store – It's a much way a better way to spend time connecting and concentrating on, right? And what that allows you to do is that heavy lifting and those dial and those predictive dials, you know, to find those hand raisers, that allows your teams to put the efforts on those that are actually interested versus trying to find the interest or even the connections to see if, if if interest, right? So that also gives you the ability to have less overhead. Uh, and more production so you can have less people heavy lifting but still you're going to have provide that personal touch from inside the dealership uh, that a lot of a lot of dealers not only desire but customers want as well
1: describe the role of a vehicle exchange program in forging bonds with consumers how could a dealership best use this approach in its processes
2: i think the best ones that i've seen are, are usually set up in the service lane and 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 there's a couple of things that we have to do and we we tend to wait in this business as opposed to prepare. So, you know, I would suggest if you want to set up a strong process or if you you have a process and you want to enhance that process, number one, market to the consumers before they even get there, right? There are tools that uh, that allow you to do that. They allow you to identify those consumers and where they're at in an equity position prior to coming in for service. Um, and that allows you to plant the seed before they get there. Right? It needs to be a very soft approach. I don't think you have to go in and try to sell the whole thing before they come in. You might just let them know that you know that's a vehicle of interest for you as a dealer for the resale lot. Uh, and there may be some people that'd be interested in. We'd like to see it when it comes in. Right? It's a very soft uh, plant-the-seed approach. And then the other part is, you know, make sure that we have the appropriate light car in inventory. You know, take that time to prepare before they get in, and then the bottom line is put that process down in the service lane, right? You now we see the best ones have actual exchange specialists uh, that are situated in the service lane. Uh, that's their actual sole job. Uh, They don't get leads or opportunities anywhere else. And then we've seen really high producers move their uh, used car appraiser to the service lane and then require X number of appraisals each month uh, on the number of cars that come through service. And so I think if you combine the process and the technology and tools that are out there for something that's prior to so you have the knowledge and you can plant the seed, then you move it to it's a very easy experience. Then you put the process in place where you have an actual appraiser and, and requires 300 appraisals each month out of the service lane, et cetera, whatever fits your dealership's volume. And then you concentrate on those hand raisers. Then, look, worst case scenario, if you don't get any ones, you can also do leave-behinds in the cars on the seat. you know, and, and you might find that later on down the road, you know, they may have been on a higher funnel area, but they may trickle down a little bit as they start to think about that opportunity to move out of that car. So I think you can attack it in three ways.
1: Bill, describe ways salespeople can maintain a connection with customers after they've made the purchase to make them loyal customers to the dealership.
2: Yeah, this is a hard one, uh, and, and I think this, this it's hard because it takes time, right? And, this, and anything that takes time and takes effort, sometimes people don't necessarily want to do. So, first of all, it has to be genuine. It has to be authentic, and you have to provide value. Um, you know – so much to learn on a car nowadays with so much technology. You know, how about a free info, right? How about uh, a did you know once a month or once a quarter would be really cool. I've never seen a salesperson do that where they send that out. And, you know, just as as a personal touch, it's a little note. They could even free format that. So they don't have to do it individually to all their customers. But, hey, did you know the vehicle has this? Send it out once a quarter i love receiving that personally from things like netflix or direct tv or different things and applications that i have that i didn't know it. i didn't take the time to learn in the first place so i think those kind of check-ins are really good that provides a value base and 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 gives the customer an opportunity to reach back out it's so often i think you see salespeople trying to connect um, it, with a connection of all about selling, right? It's always, you know, us trying to sell you something, us trying to sell you something, here's a special, here's a special. Just try to change that around and, and be more of a giver, right? Hey, did you know that your X car has this? Let me know if you need anything or any more info. You know, it's always about paying forward. So I think trying to give without the expectation of receiving in back, you'd be amazed at what that connection can do for you. Just don't do it all the time, right? You have to space it out at the right amount of time. What
1: are some ways leaders in a dealership can assist their people in forging lasting bonds with their customers? What do the salespeople need from them to accomplish this task?
2: Yeah, it's always ideas. You know, every, we have a lot of creative people in this business, but you know, I think ideas are, are really crucial. And then again, support behind those ideas. Not everything's going to work, uh, but you know, have the faith to stand behind it for a little while. Um, You know, we're so quick to take something. And if we don't get immediate gratification or immediate satisfaction or results from it to throw it away. And and there's so many things that are really long term in this business that we don't support. So I I would look at that. Uh, And again, it's always, you know, try to stay away from always being aimed at the sell, 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 right? Give something, you know, this is what the customer feels hears and sees from us all the time. Let's try to change that experience a little bit. Let's try paying it forward, uh, giving those infos that I talked about earlier. Um, You know, dealers are some of the most generous entities um, to local charities and sponsorships and teams. You know, how about make that more known? That would be a great thing to add in some of those communications, add in those insights and those freebies and the info, you know, without the sales pitch tied to it all the time. And
1: finally, Bill, what one idea would you leave with our listeners today?
2: You know, today I'd probably say the seven C's, Uh, make it conversation, make it a connection, make it convenience, right? Um, You need to make you and your dealer the the valuable and most trusted resource when it comes to these things. There's so many different shopping areas. We know all the different touch points that they're doing at home, on the internet, et cetera. But, you know, really that trusted value person to person is really what it's about if you want to make the connection and ultimately make that difference in that experience.
1: Some solid strategies to build customer retention for your dealership. We appreciate your time today, Bill. Thomas, thanks so much. Always great to be on. Our guest today has been Bill Wittenmeyer, partner at ELead One. For more information about his company, visit eLead-CRM.com.
0: Thanks for listening to Auto Success, the podcast. For information about auto success, look us up at autosuccessonline.com, where you'll find previous episodes, our blog, online versions of our past issues, and many more success-driven solutions available for free. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about this show or future shows, email us at podcast at com. Now make it a successful day.